Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Season two, we're back. Did you miss us? The Premier Non-League Podcast. Episode 18 is back with the Premier Non-League Podcast for a brand new season. Season two, we've made it to season two, guys. Can you believe it? We've, no, we've hardly any listeners. But yeah, we've uh, we've made it to season two. Actually, we've had some favourable listening figures when we had a look at them. So thank you for just keeping with us in season one, where we managed to get through pretty much a whole season that had barely any non-league football. So hopefully, we can do a bit more, do a bit more service this year with a full season. And games have already got ahead, haven't they, Trev? Because we went to one a couple of weeks ago. We did. We started at Arundel and Midhurst, didn't we, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago? Um, and I think I've managed another two or. Two, no, yeah, two or three league games, I think, since then. League and Cup games. And for the first time, Pete has actually enjoyed a pre-season friendly, haven't you, Pete? <laughs> I've enjoyed a couple of them, actually. Quite, Quite a few. few. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and I did miss some that Boris locked me down, didn't I? No, that's just because you didn't delete the app, you muppet. <laughs> <laughs> it's deleted now. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've actually had a really enjoyable pre-season watching Worthing. And first game this Saturday, away way to Folkestone. Folkestone, Folkestone, Pete, are you going to correct me like you always do? Folkestone. 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 Um, getting a coach down. That'll be our first game of the season. We're really looking forward to that because uh, after a very strong pre-season, beating teams in the league above us quite convincingly, uh, Worthing are all guns blazing into the new season. So hopefully we can celebrate a promotion, can't we, at the end of the day. But that's for another podcast. This is the Premier Non-League podcast. Um, chaps, what have, you, uh, what have you done with your summer? Or what we've had of a summer? It's called a season. I don't really class it as summer. The weather's been awful. I watched the rain. I had a few pre-season friends thrown in. That's pretty much the well, only, I think it was four weeks ago, I think, when we recorded the last one, something like that, four, yeah. four or five weeks. So, yeah, quite a short summer break, really. But mm. um, I've seen, seen quite a few friends of a lot of different teams and I've been impressed with the quality. Um, normally, I, a lot of people know I can't stand pre-season friends because you get to 60 minutes and then the after substitutions and the last half an hour is sort of like, drifts by into the ether but every every team mm. I've watched has been really good um, I don't know if it's the um, players are really chomping at the bit because they've had two years where they've not been able to, com- to complete a season everyone's just raring to go get on with it and play some football I think 
Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I remember discussing with Pete in one match. I think even you, uh, Trev, one of the matches we went to see together, that last pre-season, I don't know why, I just really couldn't be bothered with it. I don't, there was some real sort of, it seemed to be clapped together quite at the last minute. A lot of games have been postponed for obvious reasons and then changed at the last minute, which luckily hasn't really happened this year. I think we've. I think there's only been one rescheduled match or cancellation. I might be wrong in that, but it's just been a bit mer. But I think the quality, and because we haven't seen a competitive game of football, for the team we support, as in, well, we, we went to see Dorking in the Surrey Cup, didn't we? Uh, I think, was that in December? Or was that in November? Uh, that was the FA Trophy, wasn't it? FA Trophy, that was it, yeah. What was that? Was that December? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. So that's really the last competitive game that us three not have seen. Well, all three of us together, because don't forget, yeah. we were at the Hive, weren't we? For, yeah, of course, the yeah. Final game there. Final so. game of the season, um, which Barnett actually convinced. But it's weird, I guess, that the level we're used to, that was the kind of last bit. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a long time coming and, you know, it's a long away trip on Saturday, but one that's really looking forward to. And I know, I know Pete's looking forward to getting behind his microphone again. Yeah, I've done a bit of practice, uh, last couple of friendlies at home. Um, been a disaster. <laughs> at least you did it at friendlies and not the first game of the season. Yeah, let's just hope it's still right on the night. Yeah, but um, it's one of those things that, is, as I say, it has been a long time coming and it's eventually here. Let's hope it's not a letdown. Um, but as Pete quite rightly said on a, on another chat, is that the, the, the Isman League, the Trident League, still haven't made a decision on what's actually going to happen. The clubs have been contacted. They've given their submitted responses, but the Isman haven't and the Trident haven't given a stance. So, Pete, I don't know if you want to touch on that because I know it's one that really gets you quite wound up well we did speak to um excuse the wife blowing her nose uh, <laughs> this, this microphone picks up everything <laughs> special guest mandy yeah special guest um yeah well obviously i i mentioned this to our chairman uh at worthing the other evening and i think he, he was of the same sort of thoughts of me that you know they have put a response because they, they have been asked by the league what they want to do. Um, and he's put sort of response in, which was what my response was. It's down to you to make a decision. And all the clubs then at the start of the season know exactly what what rules they're playing to. Not put it put a, like a ballot out to the clubs and then say, right, this, you know, we'll see what you think. And then we'll make it. Because as I said before, they're going to get loads, loads of different opinions um, and I think the board needs to act as a board and say, right, this is what we're going to do if anything bad happens. Touch wood, it won't. Touch wood, it won't. Everything seems to be under control at the moment. Um, but if the worst comes to the worst, a plan needs to be put in place ASAP so everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, it's true. And I think the season... I mean, it's going to be starting without that decision, but it really should have been made before the first ball was kicked, which I can't see happening tomorrow, can you? Well, they haven't, they haven't had time, have they? Because there hasn't been a competitive game in our league since November. So, no time um, at all. I mean, they've been rushed off their feet, haven't they? I mean, I guess they're chomping a bit to get their prawn sandwiches back. Their little prawn platters and wines and everything. But when they need to do something... They're not really quick on doing it, are they? But um, anyway, moving on swiftly from that before I get myself into trouble with someone uh, and then bar any future guests from the podcast. But um, we have got some changes, obviously. Some of you follow our social media. Um, Johnny has left us and been loaned out to the bloody sucker country of the USA. He's moved out there for his career and work and time restrictions and uh, the fact that we don't really care about MLS. He's not going to be on the podcast anymore. He might make the odd appearance. Um, and we've replaced uh, with Gareth, Gareth Spinks, Gaz, 
the Formula One. Unfortunately, can't make it tonight due to personal reason, but he will be on with us in the next episode. Um, Gareth, you've known a long time, Trevor. Uh, he's a long time fan of uh, non-league football. He's another worthy night, which is good. So we've got more out numbers to go and wind up the Horshamites and the South Shields nights on here. But um, good guy to have. Yeah, he's a very good guy. I've known him for quite a few years. We've we worked together in uh, in retail and um, both of us have both gone separate ways career-wise since then, but we've we've kept in kept in touch and um he does love his football the same as the same as we all do, the whole reason why we're here for the podcast. Um and um he's quite happy to 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 travel to games wherever and you know, quite a few random random grounds we picked last year just to go to for for like you know, for somewhere different. And that so um he's got some he's quite a strong character, he'll have some good forthright views as well to you know to add to the mix to the rest of us. So yeah, it'd be good to have him on. So out of interest, who um who got who into non-league football or was it both something you liked before and you both sort of going obviously I know you spoiled Barnet, but they were kind of league two and league areas when you were in it. But what sort of got you both interested together in non-league? Um that's a very good well, very very good question. I mean, I've been going since my dad took me when I was eight, nine years old when uh, when I went to Maidstone United. Um so I've 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 followed it all the way through since then. Um as far as I'm aware, I think his dad was involved in it was either refereeing or coaching or something like that in sort of junior football, which has then progressed into I think he refereed um like Saturday League football. So then that starts your interest going and then it just get kinda kind of builds from there. I mean he's a he's a big Manchester United fan. He was at Old Trafford last weekend. He doesn't get out there that often. You're more likely to find him watching Worthing, East Preston, Little Hampton, Wick, you know, someone like that rather than traipsing uh, traipsing up to be part of seventy six thousand every other week. Right, well, don't all the local Man United fans live in London anyway? Most of them live in Hastings. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's why they normally all leave about twenty minutes beforehand because they've got to, you know start them train journeys or catch that coach home. It's a long old way. It is funny, like, as as you know, my wife is from Manchester and uh, we were up there visiting her mum uh, a couple of years ago. It was a match day and uh, we were in Piccadilly and saw the for London bound train from uh, the Virgin trains from Euston. All, all the people and there were Man United fans getting off. I was like, oh, there you go, local fans are here. I remember years ago at Charlton, the match day announcer apparently got a bit of a telling off because um, he. Um, he said at the end of the match when we played Man United, oh, um, thanks for travelling here today. We hope you have a safe journey down the road, the A2, uh, back to Kent. Uh, he got in trouble for that, which was funny. Uh, but, you know, good old football announcers and stuff. But, um, yeah, it'd be good to have him on. Obviously, we've still got Ian, um, who's busy testing the world of COVID at the moment. So he hopefully be able to pop on later on the podcast. And Chris um, from South Shields, he's, he's back with us this year. He's just been held up in his career tonight with his work. He's had a few meetings run late, so he might be able to pop on by the end of the podcast. But it's not the longest one tonight, guys. Just a really introduction to the season and a couple of things we're going to touch on. Um, I think the first one, Trevor, you, you did a blog. Obviously, if you haven't followed Trevor's blog, it's footballwriting.blog. Um, he blogs on match days uh, about matches and you know, non-league goings on. And you, you put quite an interesting post this week about uh, streaming and your views on streaming. So just tell the listeners who might not have read your blog what, what what's about. Well, basically, the rule, obviously, of the blackout, which actually comes down from UEFA, although from what, I, from what I'd seen, I thought it was FA directed. So I had to rephrase that within the blog that the Saturday blackout between 2.45 and 5.15 is back in effect for this season um, I don't ho- wholly agree with it, I do at the levels from definitely League 2 above uh, because of their contractual TV right deals I've also seen today that the 
because of the National League agreement with BT Sport, that contract prohibits them from streaming their games um, live at the moment and also to be shown later in the in the um, evening. Um, my whole point of the blog was um, not for clubs to go and stream games and stop people going to stadiums. You know, um, me personally, I couldn't think of anything worse. I want to be in a stadium watching, you know, it was pure torture, not just because of the football Barnet were offering last year, but I would still rather have been at the Hive, you know, getting on the players' backs and giving flowers and bead and what for, because that's what you that's what you want to be doing. That's what people live for, for a Saturday afternoon and a Tuesday evening. My whole point was there are going to be a lot of people that A, are not comfortable with still going out into crowded areas around people, even, you know, despite the fact that a non-league game, you can be very well social distanced from the other, you know, even up to a thousand that, you know, that we get, <clears throat> excuse me, at Worthing. Um, and there will also be those people that are still being asked to shield because despite the fact they may have had their two doses of vaccine, they're still not convinced as well that if they don't step out that front front door, they're going to catch COVID. So I feel it should be given as an option. Not every club's going to do it because not every club can afford to do it. But if the option was there, I'm sure a lot of clubs would at least have a look at it and think, can we do it? Might be too expensive for us to do, but it's an option that we can give people that aren't comfortable. Majority are going to be, you're probably talking maybe as high as 95% are happy to go back and watch the game. But should those 5% of people be discriminated against when two years ago they were able to pop into their stadium and watch their team? No, you're very right. I mean, I, I, I personally, I think we might have even said it on here last season that I think there are, as you say, there are still going to be people that aren't quite as comfortable yet. Well, you know, we're getting to the top of that mountain with COVID, I think, which is a good, good thing. But there are still going to be some people that aren't, keen on being in the grounds i mean to be fair as i've said and you know spencer who's a friend of pete and ours and you know trev you know him as well from worthing he's um not the most comfortable with standing within the big numbers underneath the shed end at worthing where you know all the singing section is so we've spent our pre-season at the side of the pitch which still gives you a match day experience it's close enough but we've enjoyed being at the side of the pitch and I think to be honest that will continue I mean it was a little bit different I went to the Valley for the first game of the season in uh in EFL League One recently and although I was in a I was in a stand there wasn't as many obviously it's not as crowded so I mean what 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 what, what do you think some clubs will still offer it or do you think it's going to be sort of just a highlight service or do you think they'll appeal against it I think it'll be it will be a highlight service um but I mean I think beyond you know, from, um, from from steps three downwards, where there is no TV deal, I can't see any reason why. And, uh, you know, a lot of people actually missed the point, I think, of what I was trying to get at. You know, they seem to feel that I was, you know, saying clubs need to stream and that's how it should be. Um, and, you know, that was completely not the point I was making. Um, and, you know, for example, you know, for example, last year, I watched more Barnet games last year than I've probably watched in the last, two, three years, maybe five years since, mm. since we got promoted up from the conference. Um, granted, there was nothing else to do. I didn't have much else to blog about. Um, but, um, you know, and, and it was absolute garbage most of the time from what I was watching by the, the last 13 games. But, you know, I can't, I've got different commitments this season where I can't get to a game every Saturday. Mm. Now, if Barnet were able to show their game in the evening, once my kids have gone to bed, 
I'd happily be sitting there watching it for an hour and a half. I'd stay off social media so I don't know the score and watch it. But that'd be, that'd be hard. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? I, I've I've done it quite often with Spurs, and it is difficult to try and keep off of all social media. I think it's not even that. Media. It's even the um, you know, algorithms on like websites and stuff because you might not even look at anything, and then an advert comes up showing oh, Spurs lose, or well, probably yeah. always lose, knowing that you know Spurs Spurs don't win trophy again or something like that. So uh, you're used to it, but I know um, if Ian joins us, I know he's got a bit of a different view tonight on that. Oh, and saying that Ian is here right now he is literally connected into the room right at the right moment he can uh he can go on the counter-attack now Ian can't you welcome <laughs> good evening uh Hello, we were mate. just we were just talking about streaming so Trevor's given his point of view you've popped in at the exact right time so just tell us what you were saying in the group about um so sort of your your views on streaming and you know what 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 you believe in uh well first of all I am pro streaming um, and I've I've spoken about it on here before, and I've said that I'm pro um, pro, you know, anyone in this country being able to watch the three o'clocks, etc. But we are unfortunately in a position where um, the FA clearly don't feel like that. Um, like that is a thing that's going to be um, viable for attendances, particularly at you know local or uh, non-league level. Um, for me personally, if you look at the the overall expenditure of a football club. You know, let's say that it costs. I had a conversation on Twitter with with Trev the other day. If you're spending, you know, let's say it costs them two hundred quid to host streaming services for a game. No one is going to pay more than five pounds mm. for a game. That that would mean that to 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 break even. What you mean? Do you mean like now? Was you can go and visit the game and you spend a tenner at the level yeah. we're at? You mean? Yeah. Okay. So what, you, what you're saying is is that. You know, if, if to go to a game is £10, it's unreasonable to charge more than £10. You know, 50% is, or maybe two-thirds is probably the maximum you could go, right? Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah, I guess if I had the option of going to Woodside, but I didn't want to, and it's 12 quid to get in, and they were charging me tenner to watch the stream, yeah, you wouldn't be best pleased because, you know, I think you're right with it being about a fiver. Take you know, it the other way, James, though. Say you're not at Woodside. Say you're Brightling, see away. Yeah. Say, say 12 quid to get in. They're trying to capture you as an away fan. You wouldn't have yeah. gone because you can't get there. Yeah. But mm. there's a there's an option for you to watch the game. Problem there, Trevor, is you're gonna to have to listen to Pete. Who paid twelve quid to listen to Pete on a microphone? <laughs> well, it, well, that's you know. That's... <laughs> He's not saying anything. <laughs> not every club's, not every club's He's not even going to entertain that comment, is he? <laughs> and you know, on the other side of it as well, it also opens up opportunity for. Um, university people to then offer their services as as, as a commentator as a as a co-commentator to clubs that possibly they would have to try and pay someone to do these mm. guys it's work experience for them true pete from a sort of worthing point of view obviously i know you've mentioned to your instant replay the guy that louis who films a lot of the uh matches for worthing what 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 would you say sort of as a worthing fan if you i know you go to every game anyway but your view on that streaming sort of platform? Um, I can see the three o'clock kickoffs, but I think uh, obviously a lot of people are at work at minutes, et cetera, et cetera. I think midweek games, midweek, like I say, if we've got Potter's Bar away, a lot of Worthing fans aren't going to be able to get there. So in that instance, I would say streaming would be a very good idea. Mm. On a Saturday, uh, I, I personally think that the, the rule is absolutely fine. I think it's more important to get bodies in the ground. I understand where Trevor's coming from. Um, 
But like I say, most people, if they really want to go to a non-league game over a weekend, that you know they can generally make plans. Obviously, I, you know I know Trevor's uh, got commitments on Saturdays, um, so he's not going to be able to get to as many games. Yeah, Pete, uh, so I meant to ask, Pete, can you look after my kids a week on Saturday? So I can go football. <laughs> No, they'll so, end up being dragged to Woodside Road, mate. <laughs> end up yeah, being their feet. That's it. They'll be on the coach with me, mate. <laughs> it, it's so, one of those things. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is one of those. But I, you know, cl- clubs would prefer to have people in the ground on a Saturday because because the extra spend as well. Mm. You've got your ticket price. You're gonna um, if they're taking the kids along, so you've got free tickets. You've got your your cans of pop, your burger, your burger and cheesy chips and whatever. So it's that additional spend. Okay, um, I understand there's a lot of people who, who, elderly people, who are probably still a bit scared about going out at the moment. And it would be great for them to have access to the three o'clock kickoffs. But, um, I, you know, from what Ian was saying, you know, the, the costs of it, um, then you've, you've, got, you've got to, on a non-league level, you've got to have a lot of, uh, you've got to have a lot of viewers. You've, you need a lot of viewers to make it a, really viable and, and work imagine if you have had the viewers like they do in the states and they do have regionized block outs for the nfl games and stuff and the baseball games and stuff that'd be a model but the country's too small for that really isn't it well you say yeah. it's you say it's too small is it well the only reason i say that is because obviously you've got the regions obviously you've got itv we all live in the meridian area but you've got obviously all that that's the only way they could do it but you know you yeah, can what... tu- you can tune in and watch those channels on different you know on sky what i mean is you're pinging by you know your your beat your your broadband goes to a box in your street. They know yeah. exactly where you are. You're on you're on your phone. You've got a mobile phone network. You've got a towers that know where you are. The technology is there to actually yeah. do it. It is the the archaic nature of um, well, BFA. As much but again, as it. is it like you said about cost? Would that having that extra technology to have a localized blackout area be a cost? cost prohibitive issue for these streaming services well i, I would guarantee that um a some major broadcasters have already looked into this uh. because why why yeah if the technology is there and we already know it's available you know in america and elsewhere it we're dealing with an archaic law that whilst it does protect protect the non-league game uh at the same time it does hinder progress true Tre- trevor the cost of it, and I'm going back a few years when I had your instant replay at Wick. I don't think it's quite as expensive as you imagine it to be. Um, those guys last for week, a live stream, they were only doing highlights for us yeah. then. What they charge, for example, to do Worthing, what they charge to do Dorking and Eastbourne Borough might be different the further you go up. So, again, not every club has to do it, but to have the option to be able to do it if you can then I think that option should be there. It's up to you whether you take it up or not. Not every club's going to, A, find someone that's got a cameraman that's able to do it, B, someone that wants to commentate on it, and C, have a have a raised platform or somewhere where you can actually get a good vantage point. I mean, I saw some really ropey streams still going on in the National League in February. There was some absolutely mm. fantastic ones last year. Took Barnet probably three goes and two or three months into the season to finally get one that actually looked fantastic. Um, but, you know, everyone had to innovate last year, and we did, but we now seem to have gone, well, now we won't. We'll just take it all back again to where it was before. You know, we're in 
you know, I think as I put in my blog, we're in 2021, not 1921. It's a shame um, Chris ain't here tonight because I know they were talking about seriously getting into streaming at South Shields and obviously their, their clubs compared to what we are, maybe got a little bit more money behind them and going in a different direction, but going full time and everything like that. So they might have had a different view, but maybe we yeah. can touch on this but in a couple of weeks. But there's, there's nothing stopping us from, from clubs from doing midweek, is there? No. No. But interestingly, did you see the other night? And I can't work out the reason. Carabao Cup first round was on Tuesday night. No broadcasters around the world were allowed to broadcast it, which was very strange. It was only commentary only. And I've never seen that before. And I did not understand why. That's a weird rule. Guy it was, the, it was coming right, down from the FA. What's that, mate? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, right, yeah it's from the FA. So unless it was broadcast on telly as a, you know, as a Sky match, no Sky, out first yes. round match. Yes, no. Scott, Sky had a game and on Sky Sports News they were showing the goals as they went in. Which is weird because normally, you know, they have the like, you know, you have Charlton TV, you have the iFollow service on all the sort of league clubs. That wasn't even allowed. iFollow is only a football league deal though. It's not. Yeah, but it's a football. football it's, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, but it's a, it's a different competition. No, but last season they had it on because I watched Charlton games on the iFollow service yeah. last season. Probably yeah, but again, last season game. was different, wasn't yeah. it? That's the thing, you have to look at everything now. Mm. It's supposed to be, well, this is as normal as it was two yeah. years ago. But I look at it and I think, well, why are they allowing league games on a weeknight then? That's just weird, isn't it? It's a cup, you know. The cups don't get attendances anyway. At least you could, maybe they could make a bit of money from watching a cup game. Because no one bothers watching. I mean, I don't know if your teams, I'm sure it's the same. Like, I know that when it's home games, they shut some of the stands at the Valley because people just don't bother turning up for the Carabao <laughs> Cup because it's such a tin pot club. We've shut one for the whole season this year. Oh, yeah, I remember you said, yeah, what, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is that about? Why has um, Tony done that? It's got to be, well, it can only be on... And you um, said it's the most popular section. It's the singing section, isn't it? Or where, yeah, it's, it's the only standing part of the ground now. Yeah. Um, and nothing's come out. He, there is, he is supposed to be redeveloping that that section. That's the last bit to do. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing them. Yeah. Great plans, yeah. But um, nothing's come out and said, right, that's the reason why you can't go and stand in there. And not surprisingly, a lot of a lot of people have um have you know kicked up a bit of a stink because you can either go and pay sixteen pound stand or you got to pay another six pound to go and um sit down. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I hate sitting down at games. It is. Uh, I have well, to. I have to. I always, I, I always, I always stand up anyway. Yeah. You know, simple as that. But you know, Tony logic. So you're telling me it's like twenty odd quid to go and watch Barnet? Yeah, twenty two quid to sit down. Most of, honestly, a lot of the National League clubs. Um, yeah. are well overpriced this year. Well overpriced. Bloody, yeah, that's a lot yeah. of money. <laughs> Bromley yeah, started off that trend, didn't they? Who? Bromley started off that trend with their season tickets. <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah, but they did, they did go back on it. Um, and this does work out a little bit cheaper. I mean, yeah. things, if if you go to every game, it works out at a good price. But there isn't anything there to attract a floating fan. There isn't there anything there to attract me to go on times when. I could go on my own and I haven't got mates that are going that I'm going to meet there and that. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was six, 16 pounds, you know, six quid's a quite a fair, you know, difference for me because of the journey I've got. So for two and a half hours there, there and two and a half hours back. Plus then you've got parking inside the car parks with another six quid. So, you know, by the time you've shelled out all that, literally, you know, and you've not bought any food or drink or anything, um, it's a lot. Would you say it's a question of value, right? Because I, I, I think we had a conversation about this the other day. See, like, I wouldn't bulk at paying like 60 quid to go to a Brighton game. And I've got a season ticket, so my games work out like 50 quid a game, right? Yeah. Wow, 50 quid a game? Oh, I guess Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, but then, but then Horsham is £11 a game. So is 
one undervalued or one overpriced and it's like well surely that going comes down to is it entertaining like if you're entertained entertained then the, the money becomes a, a, a variable scale depending on level of entertainment right yeah it does yeah you're right yeah i mean i think after though what we got dished up last year at the hive asking people to pay that money this year when there's no promise it's going to be any better um you're asking you know you're asking a lot of a lot of people because a lot of people's patience was tested last year and it's not the biggest fan base so you haven't got you know if you lose a few here and there it's not going to matter you're likely to lose a couple of hundred and have 500 sitting in and a decent stadium than maybe having eight or nine hundred because you've actually priced it at a sensible level isn't isn't there also the fact that because of what's happened in the last two seasons that a lot of clubs are trying to draw some money back in quickly possibly um i mean a lot of the bigger clubs like your knox counties and that and your Wrexhams are going to charge more um you know their support doesn't waver barnes is very fickle always has been you've got the london you know connection right on the doorstep which doesn't help either but you're paying for the product that you want to see on the pitch and what they and what he delivered last year was absolutely diabolical what we've got this year looks 10 times better but proof is in the pudding a week on saturday when we host Notts County in the opening game. Funny how there's so much of a delay to the first of that game. Like every other, like, obviously you had the EFL last weekend. You've got the um, Premier League and non-league this week and like steps three. Is it three below? No, two, three, three and four. Two, two three, three and four, four this weekend. Yeah. Obviously you had County League a couple of weekends ago and now National. Um, but we haven't, Ian obviously dropped in a little bit late. Um, what have you sort of been up to in the past Couple month or so since we we haven't actually had you on the podcast for about two months because I think a work commitment. So what 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 have you been up to? Like, have you been uh, managing to catch any football? Um, I the only game I saw was Cranley v Godalming, and that was just happened to be in passing. Oh really? Um, and, and how was that? Uh, yeah, Godalming were very impressive. Um, Cranley significantly less so, but from what I gather, that's not actually the the team that I saw is not actually representative of the team they actually put out on a week by week basis. Obviously, being from that part of the world, did you ever know anyone that played for Cranley or Godalming? I didn't recognise like a single person. What about when you were sort of at that sort of the younger age, like when you were college age and sort of... Uh, the only in. person I knew of, and because he was ex-Millwall, and my dad actually coached him as a child, was Ricky Newman. Okay. Uh, and it was, that was the only player that I I knew, because um, we when I used to play football, we always used to end up playing the reserves, and then it was always bad blood, because you always knew the people that you were... Uh, you were okay. playing against. I mean, that's how that's how I got injured. I got injured playing for Crown, uh, oh, really? playing against Crownley. Ian, Trevor, you Ricky... seem to know. Yeah, Ian, was that Ricky Newman? Is bit Palace. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he, he ended up at um, Maidstone just before they went bust, and then they sold him to Burnley. I think it was for about forty thousand pounds. He's, he's, he's a player. A, he was a very good. He was a very good player. What's he doing now? Is he retired or is he? Oh Christ, yeah, he's going back to the nineties. Yeah, he's, <laughs> okay, he's, yeah, he's long retired, mate. He's long yeah. retired. Oh, I was just his pension there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just like you, mate. Hey, hey. Um, okay, fair enough. So, um, what's the sort? Of, have you looked at the calendar and seen any sort? I know you said you got Brighton scene ticket. Obviously, takes priority. But have you got any when they're away? Have you looked at any fixtures you might be attending? Um, it will be. I, I've I've got like London stadiums to tick off my bucket list. What when you say stadiums, do you mean as in like football league, Premier League stadiums? Uh, both. So like, come on, we're on the Premier Non-League podcast, mate. I don't care about that rubbish. We like, want to talk like about non-league. Like, well, I've been to a lot of lot of Premier League clubs anyway, but I mean, like, what's it? What's your non-league ones that you're looking at? Well, now? like Champ- Champion Hill is like my main one that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. 
um, mostly because of the reputation. Um, the same is with uh, Corinthians as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see, just see what happens. Really, like I haven't, I haven't really had enough. Like I was, good, I was supposed to go to East Grinstead Horsham the other week, and I time sap the amount of other things that's sort of going on. Mm. Um, so are you going to be going and paying your hundred quid to get into the bar at Wrexham this season as well? <laughs> we had to talk about it because that was another sort of debating point we had over the course of the clause season. Uh, if for those that don't know, um, the new owners, the Hollywood FC owners of um, Wrexham FC or it's Hollywood FC, Wrexham FC, whatever, um, they're charging hundred quid to get into their fans bar. Um, I personally think it's a joke. I know Ian, you said you had your reasons why you thought it was quite good. Um, I just think at the level they're at now, um, I don't think it's the right move. But you had you you had a sort of different view. What, what was what was the reasons for that? Or what what were your different views? Well, I personally don't have a problem with it. Yeah, why is that just that interest? Because I mean, at the level we're at, as we sort of said in the group, if it was Championship, Premiership, you can maybe understand it, but. You know, I think it was Pete or was it Pete that said like, you know, just add a quid onto the pint or something or 50p and, you know, make a bit more money that way? Well, it's, it's twofold, right? Um, it, it's, it's twofold, right? So they've, they've just had to suspend their season tickets um, because they've sold too many and, and part of their stadium isn't ready. So they're clearly exceeding demand there. They mm-hmm. clearly view themselves as a club that's on the up and up. You know, they, they clearly, whether you think they're, it's above their station or not, they clearly see themselves in the Football League in the immediate future. And you can tell that by their their sponsorship with TikTok, the way that they're promoting themselves. If any of you have TikTok, I'm probably the youngest person here. Um, like, I've got TikTok. There you go, you see. And, and I, I thought you don't want to know why Pete has TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you and you scroll through, and I, I don't really follow anyone. But do you know what comes up all the time? Wrexham stuff. So obviously, that's because you've been talking about it on your phone, mates. The uh, algorithms they listen to. Clearly, they're clearly infiltrating like the zeitgeist. Um, yeah, a hundred pounds to join a bar. You think about the amount of times you've gone to clubs and had to pay to go in. Yeah, but okay, put it on this. Put it. Put put the shoe on the other foot and think. You're a Wrexham fan. You've been a Wrexham fan for twenty, thirty years. You're drunk there every day. And all of a sudden, you're getting told the bar you've drunk every week. You might not be able to afford it, but um, you you just can scrounge a season ticket. You can get the money together for one of them. But then all of a sudden, the bar that you've met so many friends in decides to charge a hundred quid. It's not really fair on those fans, would you think? Well, it's it's spread across the season. Yeah, you but they want it in one lump, don't they? Mm. Well, that's yeah, another hundred I mean, quid the, on the their season ticket. Like, the amount of like Klarna esque things that will be around but i'm just looking at like i go down to worthing and there are guys that have been going for 50 60 years to that club and you know it might have been a similar situation where the old fans bar at woodside road which has turned into a gym like they might have always drunk in there but all of a sudden they can't do that anymore but imagine if it came back and they could go back and meet their friends so it was a different scenario and then it was refurbished and they said oh no you're not allowed in there because 100 yeah. quid this this might sound stupid but I, when when that came out i was looking at their twitter feed and um Somebody it must sound absolutely stupid, but I said, "Well, you know, my dad's my dad's an old boy, uh, and generally he pops down to the bar at half time, especially during the winter months, just to have a warm up for fifteen minutes." Mm. Where's he going to go now? I'm obviously the only cold-hearted person here. <laughs> Trevor, uh, Trevor, I mean, yeah, I mean, but Trevor, you you were quite, you know, you had quite a strong view on that. What, what's you know, you're, you you've been into the knowledge you said since you were youngster, if you old man, like. 
you know, your old man must turn in his grave when he sees things like that. They'll hear things like that, that non-league's turning into this commercial mess sometimes. Yeah, probably there. <clears throat> I mean, Ian says they see themselves as, as, as a football league club. Yeah, they probably do. But 14 consecutive years, I think it is in the National League, shows they ain't even close to it. And you've probably got 12 other clubs in that division that will also claim they've got a right to be a football league club. You've got to earn it to get out. You know, I applaud what they're doing with, with, with getting the stuff like TikTok on board. They've, you know, you know, they've they've sold their season tickets. But you start pricing the normal average fan out of a club, they don't come back. And that hundred quid might just be for that chap. What about his two kids as well? That's another two hundred quid he's got fined. Might be able to do it over the course of a season. But you're asking someone to stump up three hundred quid straight up at the beginning of a season on top of the season ticket as well. They ain't going to spend the rest of that money elsewhere in the ground. They'll be in for football and that'll be it. So you've actually, you're actually going to, going to derive the club of possible future income. And who's to say that this all won't go Pete Tom? Well, I mean, so, so far this project is deemed a success, right? I mean, if, if they're on top of the... But they haven't, played, they haven't kicked a ball yet, mate. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but okay, what, what I'm getting at in terms of an, an immediate injection to the club. Okay, yeah. Um, but I could that, do that. I could go to Worthing and I'm a millionaire and putting money in and you could say, oh, it looks really good. But until that ball's kicked and the results are in, you can't deem it a success. But if you, if you look at the amount of people that have bought um, that have bought season tickets and the fact they've had to cap it, yeah. that, that, that yeah. would suggest... Yeah, that yeah don't get me immediate... wrong. That's brilliant. brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. But now they've got to now produce on the pitch from a week on Saturday. That's it. Every and you know that everyone's going to want them to be beaten. Yeah, not only that, they're weeks behind everyone else in battling to start pre-season because Phil Parkinson wasn't appointed until probably three, four weeks after Dean Yates was gone. That was too slow, in my opinion. I don't think mm. they're going to have gelled a decent enough squad to get together. And when I see what some of the other clubs have signed in that division, um, I've seen a lot of people tipping Wrexham to finish just outside the playoffs again because there are a lot of clubs that have spent some money. Yeah, they've signed Mullin, who's had one good season and are now allegedly paying him nine grand a week. You know, they're going to be everyone's cup final, but then Notts County are going to be everyone's cup final and Chesterfield will be everyone's cup final. So will Stockport be. There's such a bottleneck to get out of that division. Yeah. So how long are they how long are they going to wait, the two Hollywood guys, if it doesn't happen this year and it doesn't happen next year? Because you're going to get two potential proper football league clubs dropping out again. You know, I'll see Southend and Grimsby fans and other people thinking the pair of them are going to finish in the in, in the top eight. And I've gone, not a chance. Well, why not? Well, come out today, South End of 17.4 million in debt. That, that, that's not going to end well this season. Mm, not, a, not, um, not a national league level. No. Um, you know, I look at Barnet went down the same time as Chesterfield did. Neither mm. club have gone back up um, because it takes that little bit of time to acclimatise. And you can't be behind the ball at any point. And I think yeah. as soon as Dean Yates went, they should have had someone in within a week, two maximum, because they were, you know, even even Harry Kill was in and signing, and we'd signed players by then. Um, you know, so we'd learned a little bit from last year where we took time to appoint Peter Beadle. But, you know, I'd love I'd love for him to go and prove me wrong. It would make a great Hollywood movie. But, think, you know, yeah. is, oh, mate, don't even start that. There's going to be a bloody... There's a lot to well, go right there. Well, I know Ted Lasso's been successful. What's going to be next? Is it going to be Phil Parkinson or something like that? Um, believe, believe. Yeah, believe or something. But, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, I know Pete can vouch for this, and I think, Trev, you can as well. But 
down at Woodside Road this season, they've put the prices up quite significantly. So around for two beers used to just be sort of about seven quid for a Bex, a Bud or something like that. And now it was over nine quid. And I know a lot of people were disgruntled, like pints of cider were £4.50 and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate they need to make their money back. But God, some of the old boys that go to Worthing, were, they were quite outspoken against it. And, you know, from what I heard, nothing's been said about it or they've come out and said anything. I mean, there's obvious reasons why. But just think of those disgruntled fans at a couple of quid on a pint at Woodside Road when they were sort of, I'd say, you know, social club prices before, like three quid for a pint, which was a bargain. But these guys are getting so annoyed that even some people were joking, saying, I mean, Pete even joking, said we might as well go to the Burlington, which is a little micropub down the road when you get a much more greater variety of beers for about the same price. Micropub, the Burlington? Yes, micropub. It's a hotel. Not a, no, not the Burlington, sorry. <laughs> the, um, what's it called? Uh, the, um, the Brooksteed. Brooksteed, that's it. Yeah, yeah I'll, put, I'll put one word on that, James. Communication. Yeah. All that needed was a simple message out on social media and the and the website. We've had to raise the prices because, you know, either A, the breweries put them up, or B, we feel the need that after, you know, one and a half years with no income, we've got to try and maximise everything. People would still be disgruntled, but you've told them. Mm. When they turn up and they get that, you know, have the same on had the same on Barnet through this through the close season with sponsorship, season tickets and kit. Nothing forthcoming and that people then get the hump. And then by the time the kit does come out, they're like, no, I can't actually bother to buy it now. But if you'd have said three weeks ago, yes, we're having a new kit, not going to be available for the start of the season, but we'll keep you updated. It's so, so simple and there's so many, you know, ways of doing it these days. It's not as if like, you know, you've got to rely on somebody knows and it gets fed along through the through the pub through the week and everyone knows by Saturday afternoon. You know, you can do it in an instant and it's just that simple to do, for, you know, for people. Why can't, just why can't people do it? Yeah. Yeah, I must say, I did, I, I interviewed the chairman of Worthing the other night for the for the Worthing podcast and... Um, for a pint, was that? When, when, for the podcast. No, because he's a me, media whore, media whore over here. When, when we when we came out of it, he said to me, he said, oh, I feel like I've got away with one there. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you didn't ask me about the bar prices. Oh, Pete, I went, why, I I went oh, me. damn, I forgot about that. I think you should bring him up now and ask him live on air. So, so yeah, so, yeah, missed a bit of a trick there. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shock. Because, like I say, you know, I can get down to Burlington Hotel and get a pint for £4.30. And it's four pound fifty up there, and it's and I've got a sea sea view at the Burlington. Yeah, well, it's average can. prices though. I mean, how much? It's sort of average. It used to be. It used to be about three quid though. Yeah, that's three, 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 three seventy. I yeah, think but, yeah but the point being that with with that you're effectively running as a working man's club. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. And it was great because we used to be in there. I mean, you haven't had, we haven't had a competitive game of football at Woodside since the season was curtailed two years ago. Um, also, we played at Horsham the last season uh, for the one game we had at home. But we people used to be in there till 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night drinking because it was so reasonable. Whether that will happen now, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I think could, we've got, we've, there's a pub not far uh, opposite Worthing Station. It's not too far away from the ground at all. Um, and that is, Cheap, cheap, and cheap and cheerful. There, uh, it's not quite as cheap as River Spoons, but mm. you know, you're still you're still only looking about three three pound eighty for a pint. Mm. And I think a lot of people will go there before the game there and and rock up at Woodside about quarter to quarter to three. That's that's my theory. Is it's yeah. going to cost the club money? What are you going to say, Ian? Sorry. Uh, 
Well, I was going to say whilst you're there till till late, the actual percentage return on a on a pint isn't going to be great at three pounds. Of course, of course. But obviously, the more you sell, and then you've got snacks, and then you've got the spirits and the mixes people move on to. You know, like like you would on a night out, you'd be on the beers all day, and then people start moving on to Jaegers and all that lot. And that's when you sort of see towards the end of the night, then they put things on like boxing events, and they have little snack boxes they sell. And, you know, that's where you see a lot of people staying for the ground. And yeah. it'll and, be interesting to see what happens. And then the police are called. And... Yeah. Well, I, I, dra- I just... Dragging Pete out <laughs> when he's I... knocked a couple of people out, the hooligan. I, I just think from a from a business perspective, I can totally understand the, the, and and mm. appreciate yeah. the decisions that they've made. That's the thing it's, that I can completely agree with that because they need to make the money back. They need to make money that they've lost out on, but at such a significant increase. So have, have you known? Did, I know Johnny's obviously not on here anymore. Do you know if Horsham have put their prices up or anything? Uh, have you, have you I, I, any I haven't got a clue. I mean, if you, you go, have to keep I an mean, eye on that if we next time you go down there. I mean, if you, if you go to a pub, the prices have gone up like twenty p already. So mm-hmm. I would I would assume that yes, there would there would be an increase. Yeah, I mean, um, Worthing could get away with it if they did their own um, own brew of beer like Horsham do. I remember seeing that it was very tasty. I think it was, but what was the local Horsham uh, uh, brewery? That Harvey, not Harvey's. Is it Harvey's? No, it's no, Brighton, isn't it? Living. No, Harvey's. Uh, what what was the one that's local? Oh. Um, they had their own brew at uh, Horsham. It was like a Horn- nice. Hornet something was the name of the beer. Yeah. Is it Hepworth? No. Oh God, I can't remember. This Pete, Pete polished off a barrel to himself. He can't remember now <laughs> <laughs> when he's there. The only time we've ever been to Horsham, but I've no, dri- I mean, I've drove past it so many times and I can't. I mean, we're looking for Pete. You, me, and you are going to um, folk soon on Saturday on the coach. We're looking forward to that. A new ground for me, another one to tick off. Um, Trev, you're going. Uh, what did you say you're doing this Saturday? You said, or you're not football in Saturday. Stag weekend in Brighton. Oh, Saturday. stag weekend. So Trev's on the lash all weekend. Uh, if you find him in a strip club on Sunday morning at like three a.m., do apologise. <laughs> nothing to do with us. Uh, and uh, nothing to do with me either. <laughs> Ian, you're going to Brighton this weekend at home, or are you? Is it uh, an away game? It's, it's away today uh, this weekend. But I've got thing. I've got. I would probably have gone to Horsham this weekend, but the amount of other stuff that I've got to do this weekend that's like kind of taken them. Um, who are Horsham, who's Horsham got the first fixture? Uh, I can soon tell you. I, this, this is this is how busy I'm. I'm currently working whilst I'm chatting to you, so that's that's how busy <laughs> that's how busy I am. Um, but no, I mean it's it's, it's one. Uh, Horsham, Horsham, Horsham have got Cray this weekend. Oh, that'd be a tough start. <laughs> uh, we've got Hornchurch. Oh, Hornchurch. Oh, Hornchurch oh, yeah. Go on, Dicko. Go on, Dicko. Smash five past them. Um, <laughs> And and ordinarily I would have gone, but it depends on how busy I am. If I'm uh, if I if I've wrapped up everything that I need to, then I'm going to pop down there. I think. Um, I'll tell you one thing; it's just come into my head as well. Is there a midweek game in in the in the um, Ishmian? I don't think uh, there is. I think, I think there it's isn't. happened, isn't it? No, uh, not this month. There's there's a Saturday. I think it's Saturday, September the 11th or something. There's not it's a game. Saturday, Saturday. It's three Saturdays in a row. Yeah. Because I think I was reading Steve King's column in the non-league on um, on Sunday, the Dartford manager. I know he was saying in there that the North and South, uh, normally the National League really load it up the first third of the season, but for some reason they haven't done it this this time around. And I, I wasn't sure if the Trident were the same as well as the... As, I am surprised in case anything happens because obviously yeah, everything's exactly. saying that, that you know there could be localized lockdowns again towards the end of the year if, if anything yeah. happens, which I hope not. But you know, you would have thought they might have tried to pile a few in at the start yeah. because, as I said, I think Worthing have got games apart from the 11th, which looks to me could that be the first round of the FA Cup? Yeah, 
that they're into. So yeah. that'll be that one, that 11th. So that'll be a good one. See, so we get a fixture. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I haven't had any midweek games, but I don't know when the trophy starts for Worthing and Horsham at the step three level. I don't know when Tro- the Sussex a, Cup starts. Trophy will be about November. Um, first round of the Sussex Cup will be October at the earliest. But saying that, we went to um, East Grinstead in the... Um, FA Cup, didn't we? Um, yeah, but everything... and that was obviously a little bit later, but that was a Tuesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, well, all the FA Cup started later. Start on, with so, last yeah. year were all Tuesday nights. Yeah, I, I like a cup game. I like a game under the light. So I hope we do get a couple in the next few months because I do, I do like going on a Tuesday with the with the new floodlights uh, at Woodside Road, LED, um, energy efficient, and all that, which is good. Um, but you chaps, I mean, to sort of, we've been bleating on for the past sort of 40 minutes or so and you know we start to wrap up the podcast now but what are your what are you looking forward to the most this season Trev I mean you must be looking forward to you, you haven't done any uh, pre-season in-car selfies so is that coming back or not nah that was so 2020 that was oh he's done now he's done you have to do something <laughs> else on a match day mate you have to well yeah I was I was thinking of something I haven't got a clue what, what energy but... drink he's doing yeah, drinks from around the world or something like that. But if I didn't drive to every game, I'd do a pint at every single one in a or in a pub somewhere. But um, what, yeah, I don't. What, know. What, what are you looking forward to? Like, I know you obviously like going to games, but is there something in particular? Is there what what your aspirations of season are? I mean, obviously, I know you'd be rooting for the Rebels to tank Horsham and Bogner and go past up, <laughs> in, uh, up like to that. the yeah up to the thing. But honestly, what what are you? I think I think to see every table in April next year that says. Played 38, played 42, played 46, and R's and P's and dashed lines against clubs or underneath clubs' names. That's what I want. Yeah, Pete? Um, I totally agree with Trevor, just to have a complete season. Um, no controversy. Uh, yeah, just to get it done. Uh, Ian? Uh, what am I looking forward to this season? Yeah, non-league yeah. style, not Brighton. We don't care about Brighton. Uh, <laughs> not, not, live, live football period. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's been quite a long time since I've been in a stadium um, and it would be quite nice to see yeah. some more stadiums. I'd say being in a stadium last weekend was lovely. Really good to be back in the crowd. I just wanted to celebrate a goal which didn't come, unfortunately. But hey-ho, we'll move on. Hopefully we'll see a few on Saturday um, away in the deep, darkest, deepest parts of Kent. Um, Pete, I mean, it's just going to be great to be sort of following the Rebels again and, you know, seeing the um, seeing the football back and the action. I'm just looking forward to it. I mean, I'm looking forward to meeting Pete's secret sausage shop. You have to listen to previous podcasts to know what that's about. I'm not going to explain it. It's not CD. That's on the uh, Worthing podcasts. Okay, the Rebel Yell podcast. You can listen to that. Uh, <laughs> we pod. Uh, it's it's quite hard because Pete and I have been recording the preseason uh, Worthing podcast this past week, and it's it's trying to like jump. We were down the club tonight recording a couple of things, trying to make sure we're not just Worthing centric and like trying to jump in and out. But um, Pete, you normally have a rant. You've had a semi rant on this. Have you got any rants or any any shout outs for this first episode, episode eighteen of the season? Um, Woodford Town Football Club. Okay. Play, their, play their first game at home for 30 years on Friday night against oh, wow. FC Stansted in the Essex Senior League. So a big, a big, a big night for that club, and I hope they get the bodies down there. Um, noticed uh, Leon Clark, former Wolves and Sheffield United striker, and Charlton, I think as well, actually. Possibly now 36. He had a trial at Gloucester, but they're not signing him. 
So mm. I'm sure there might be a few clubs if he still wants to play, they'll be interested in him. Goss are the ones that came back to their stadium, weren't they, recently? Was that their new stadium or rebuilt stadium? I think so. That was flooded, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, sad news was, uh, I don't know if you, any of you saw this, Kimberley Miners Welfare of United Counties League Division 1, they had their uh, fire at the ground. Oh, no. Clubhouse yeah. gone. It's not the clubhouse. Fortunately, fortunately, the main facilities are okay. I think it was all their kit room and everything. I was saying got kits. Yeah, now. all that sort of stuff. So they have got a, a GoFundMe page. And it's gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash Kimberly hyphen MW hyphen fire hyphen fund. So rewind this bit if you didn't get that. Um, but if anyone's feeling gen- <laughs> if anyone's feeling generous, then please chip in if you can. A um, couple of bad stories as well. If you want, go on, demon. Go on, demon gloom. Well, apparently, <laughs> Folkestone had an inst- incident of racism at the ground last week, and the club put a very strong oh, really? statement out. Yeah, put a very strong. Who statement. were they? Who were they playing? I can't remember who they were playing, but the club put a very strong statement out. That, um, it won't be tolerated. They've never, never heard um, any complaints of this nature before. Um, so whether it's some people coming down who don't usually go getting drunk, who knows? We've had that at Worthing, haven't we, mate? People just ruin it for others. And, you know, it's just these idiots that turn up and it gives the club a bad reputation. We had it at our last competitive game at Worthing against uh, Free Bridges. We had some idiots behind the goal causing problems. and Yeah, that was awful. But there you go. Um, and then you've got, a, I don't know if you saw this story about the Sheffield United, uh, Sheppey United player. Um, no, I haven't, no. He came out, Jamal Howlett Mundell, came out yeah. as a bisexual in front of his, in front of his, the whole team were there. Um, oh, okay. Everyone gave him a round of applause. Cause of and what team's that? Sheffield United. Fair play to him. And then they played Tower Hamlets last week and apparently one of the Tower Hamlets players called him a gay pussy. So that's really nice, isn't Charming. it? Charming. I mean, you know, yeah. That really, sounds like something you say in the playground. At a, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, grow up. Yeah, so it is. It's, it is a grower. You know, there's no room for racism in football. We're all. Uh, you know what? That's the problem with it, the football. And just is it almost completely going on a tangent. I remember a couple of years ago. Do you remember there was that Twitter account where the the gay football it was, and it was someone that was in the football league was going to come out gay, and people said they don't know if it was someone drawing attention. It was like maybe it wasn't real. It was just a sort of social media thing because he obviously deleted his account and couldn't come out. But it is so true, isn't it? Because there's not that obviously there's retired footballers that come out gay, but you know it's it's one of those things that that's just going to be an absolute horror dig from you can you know it will happen in stands because there'll be some uh, narrow-minded individuals you know some players like what's happened at Sheppey United it's um it's one of those things it's sad uh, there's such an issue in the modern world that it's it's bad it's hard enough for people coming out as gay in some families but imagine doing it where you know very sort of heterosexual atmosphere at a football game lads, lads, lads. And, you know, I don't have the problem. It just really winds me up that, you know, he, he's come out and been brave to tell his teammates and they're all his friends. They'll be friends as well. And you get some more on like that doing it. And that needs to stop. It all needs to stop the racism, the uh, homophobic mm. behaviour. It just all needs to stop. And I, I think if, you know, if you are of that ilk, that if you're going to pass comments like that, then don't bother going to the clubs. No, we don't want you there. Just we stay don't. at home. Stay at home. Yeah. Save your money. Yeah. I'd rather. I'd rather. I wouldn't. I'd rather not have the money invested in the club from a racist or a homophobe than someone that's inclusive of all. 
but we'll leave it there. We don't want to end on that because that's horrible to end on. But uh, Pete, bringing down the mood again. Thank you. <laughs> I say what I see. <laughs> All right, Roy. <laughs> uh, and I think at some like uh, goodbye, Mister Chips. He's waving. <laughs> but anyway, um, good first episode, guys. Hopefully, we'll have um, the new signing on with us uh, next time in a couple of weeks uh, we'd have all seen some league action hopefully Pete and I'll be a very happy Rebels fan uh, Trev hopefully a happy Barnet fan because we'll probably record after the first game of the season um, but yeah any any final bits lads before we end for the evening well, Trev's just happy that Barnet has in that league <laughs> yeah, no, yeah because we would have been playing them as a season opener if they'd got, if we'd got our way and they'd, they hadn't got theirs we don't deserve to be to be quite honest, but you've got to take second chances, haven't you? And uh, you know, fair fair play off the uh, on the pitch. Sorry, with, with what with the business we've done over the summer. Harry Kewell as manager, a lot of people are tipping him to fail, and Dean Brennan to be in charge by about the middle of November. But um, I've been impressed with with the players he's he's brought in. A couple of um, national league title winners have come in as well. Um, just a just a couple of places we're uh, we're short of. And uh, if you can get those in before week on Saturday, then uh, then we'll give Notts County a decent run on the opening day. I hope. I hope. Fingers, fingers crossed, crossed, mate. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. And thank God that I don't have to part with reading Trev's blog about Barnet for the whole season because I'm sick and tired. I think I think all bets are off because I did get him a, a figure, but I think half his blogs this year have been on Barnet. So uh, maybe we'll have to take the Barnet viewing figures out of every Barnet blog <laughs> and he can start again. <laughs> <laughs> I say that that's a challenge but in theory with the numbers you've got that shouldn't be hard to beat if you take all the reads out from the Barnet ones <laughs> do you know a lot of people said to me like when, when uh, uh, pre-season started this year and that do you know what I've never known how much I could know about one club through what you wrote over yeah, the last year funny, yeah. was I think I know loads about Barnet I don't well, even know really who they know, were before there, all I can say is what I've been a Barnet fan for something like 20 24 years, I think it is. It ain't never dull. Whether it's Underhill or the Hive, it ain't never dull. Trust me. Nah, nah, it's, it's, the same, it's the same with the clubs I support, Charlton, mate. It's, just, it's exactly the same. It's never dull. And to be honest, we've same with Worthing, really, but we're more on the up than on the down sometimes. But anyway, so it's been a good first episode, guys. Uh, episode 18. Welcome back. Good to have you on the line. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy your first uh, non-league games of the season. Give us a, uh, give us a shout out on uh, at the PNLP forgot the title there it's been so long and um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks time and if there's any footballers listening and non-league please get in touch we'd love to do an interview with you um, we'll put you in a room with Pete and Trev oh, if, if yeah. anybody wants to cover the Trident League in the Midlands get in touch oh yeah yeah please do yeah, we'd, we'd really like someone in the Midlands we've got Chris doing the North we need a Midlander Pete as we always egg him about it he failed on his mission when he went to see a Midlands League game so yeah uh, um, so he'll have to go and do another one but I guess maybe we could stop up on there if we go and do a little visit to Chris up north might be able to fit in a little uh, non-league game in the Midlands we can go and scout some PNLP extra a little cheeky elf church game yeah well anyway anyway guys thanks very much and have a good evening take care cheers Are you PNLP?